0: Telling you. I don't know about you. We got something to praise him about. You know, praise be to God. Resurrection Sunday. I don't even like calling it Easter Sunday. I like calling it Resurrection Sunday. Because this is the day that makes us who we are. Amen. This is the day that makes us those chosen people of God. When we accepted Jesus Christ into our life, when he came into this world to save. The entire world, amen? Not black or white, yellow or green, rich or poor, young or old. It doesn't matter who you are. All that it matters is that you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today, man, you should be celebrating. Amen. I'm telling you, what a wonderful worship and praise. Now, I could probably just about just let John come back on up here, and we just go ahead and worship another hour, and we go home. I tell you, I... I can't imagine what's going on in heaven right now. Man, can you imagine the angels celebrating when they see a celebration taking place? Can you imagine the angels that are with us right now in this place? You can't see them, but they're here. They're probably praising the Lord right now. Man, I I am just so blessed today and I'm so thankful. Man, we've had a great holy week. Uh, Boy. Well, it was hard on me. I gave up something I hadn't given up in a long time, and man, when I got ready to take my finals for my real estate test, I, I ate me a big old chocolate bar because that makes my brain think, amen? <laughs> so I'm not going to say what I gave up, but boy, I'll tell you, it was rough on me for, for that many days, but you know, God is good, and we went into Holy Week, and we begin to worship God through Holy Week and, and follow the steps that he taken, and you know, yesterday was a solemn day. Yesterday was a day where Jesus was in the tomb, the Passover was over, everybody was sad, because the Messiah they thought had come, they didn't think it was the Messiah. Jesus was the Messiah, and so they were sad. But boy, come that morning, amen. Come that morning, woo-wee! Things got real, real quick. You know, we had that three-cross drama, and we got on those crosses, and And did that drama, and it had to be one of the coldest years out of 20 years I've been doing that that it ever was. And man, I tell you, I wasn't going to do it, and I've told some people this. I wasn't going to do it a second time. I was just too cold. I shivered for probably an hour after I got off there. But you know, there was a young boy that came up, and I remember him getting on the crosses when he was about that big. And he wanted to get on those crosses so bad. And I kept saying, man, if he wants to get on them crosses, I'm going to get on them crosses again with him. So we got back on them again. But you know, it is such a humbling thing. When you you really realize that Jesus came into the world, he walked and he taught and he lived with us, he dwelled with us, and then he died for us. The ultimate sacrifice uh, in Jerusalem, they were celebrating the Passover, and the Passover was the great celebration that, that saved all the people out of Egypt. And now Jesus became that ultimate sacrifice for us, for you and for me. And, and so, you know, I want you to think about that today as we get ready to worship a little bit in the Word. Uh, am I been hitting this thing the whole time? That ain't me, it's all oh, me. You know, we, t- we tell this story every year. And there's a reason that we tell the story is because we never want to forget. If you know anything about the Hebrew history of the people before there was ever written word, their minds were like steel traps, and they passed down stories from generation to generation orally. That's how we got the Bible. They finally decided it's time to start writing it down. Can you just imagine? And so now we tell this story every year about Jesus who came into this world, who lived and died for us, God sent his only begotten son, because we want people to know that we're resurrected, amen? I don't know about you, but I was a walking dead man one day for a long time, and one day when he reached down and touched me on that construction job, my life was changed forever, and it continues to be changed this very day. And it's not a one-and-done process. It's a lifelong journey. You'll live out your whole life doing And if you love God, you'll be sharing this good news with somebody. So, man, we should be praising God. God loves us. and The greatest love of all is this Resurrection Sunday. And I want you to realize that today. If you don't know Jesus Christ and you're here today, I pray before you leave here today, you will know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. What a great celebration. Now, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. You know, we need to give him praise. Amen. We need to let him know that we love him every single day. Yeah, that's all right. You can clap your hands. You know, there's some people afraid to praise him, but don't be afraid. Amen. One day it says everybody's going to be praising and worshiping him, and it's just going to be a glorious celebration. Hallelujah. Give him praise. You know, we had the Easter egg hunt on Saturday. And my lads, I got there, I didn't know there was so many eggs. (laughs) I looked through the fields, and and, and the the eggs were ready. You know how the harvest is ready? Well, the eggs were ready, amen. And those kids were lined up, buddy. And I walked down through there talking to people, and there's this one little boy. He'd gotten moved into the firing line. And he was standing there, and he was looking at that egg. He would just wait. You can see him. You know how a rabbit dog does when they hit on a bird, and they're like, that's the way he was. He's like, man, that's my egg right there. There's like thousands of eggs. I mean, they were ever. There was thousands, wasn't there, Megan? Four thousand and some eggs. I was like, Lord, it'll take these kids forever to get these eggs. Man, I look one way and I look the other way and I look back, and them eggs were gone. I mean, man, I was like they were some serious egg picker uppers, wasn't they? But man, what a blessing. You know, what a blessing. If we only got to be with them for that period of time, that moment, we planted a seed, amen? That's what you got to understand, church, is that we're planting seeds for the kingdom of God. We're not planting church for the pulse, or for this church or that church. We're planting seeds for the kingdom of God. We're going to see souls saved. We're going to reap a harvest. And God is going to use us if we continue to be faithful. Every single one of you in here, I love you to death. And I want you to know God has a manifestation of gifts in your life. Every single one of you here. And God wants you to use those gifts to glorify him. And so we tell this story, this good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You should be excited today. And if you're not excited, I'll have to question whether you truly know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When he nailed them sins on the cross for us, whew, man, my sins, your sins, everyone's sins. It doesn't matter who you are or what you've done or where you've been. All that it matters is that you accept Jesus Christ in your life. God loves us so much, he'll follow us to the end of the earth. He'll never stop trying to, to draw people to him. And he'll never quit loving us, no matter how deep we're in sin. Do you know that? No matter how deep you're in sin, God will still love you and try to draw you out of that any way he can. And so, I'm going to tell the story a little bit this morning. And we're just going to praise him and... Maybe we'll do another one or two or five praise songs later. You know, it's funny, but when you're in the presence of the Lord, time is nothing. Everybody's thinking about the Lord returning, and they're trying to figure out the days and the hours. And you know, there's one thing me and Pastor John was talking about. There's one thing that we know for sure that Jesus doesn't know. He doesn't know the day or the time or the hour. You know how we know that? Because that's what the Word says. The word is being fulfilled, church. Don't you think it's not? The word is being fulfilled. Right now, you you know, uh, you're seeing it on the news about the falling away from the church. You know, from the the 60s to the 90s, we had 70%, 70 70-some percent going to church in America. And now, all of a sudden, from the 90s to now, it's dropped down to 40% going to church. There's a falling away. And so, you know, that's, that's prophesied in the Bible. I'm here to tell you, if it's in this word, it will be fulfilled to the very end. This word is the gospel. It's the good news. It's the word of God given to people so that we would know. And so we come to celebrate today, and my title today. Okay. I don't know how to do that, but I managed to click that off as I'm preaching. When Jesus calls my name. Jesus calls your name. I'm going to go to a familiar text today and I'm going to read it to you. And I'm just going to preach a little bit today, man. What a celebration. Kids got up this morning and the Easter Bunny would stopped and visited them. They had bicycles and they was wanting to ride them through the house. I said, you're not riding them bicycles in the house. Stop. You know, i tell you what. God blesses us with children, amen. And he says, we've got to be like the little children. Now, John is. If any of you didn't know who the Easter Bunny was, that was John. I kept looking at him, and I'd say, man, that's a big guy. That looks like John. Is that John? Say, that's John. He's like a big kid out there. You know what? When we humble ourselves and let God use us in any aspect of ministry, God does stuff. Amen. And so I just thank God that, that I can be like a child in the kingdom of God, that I can, I can walk around here, and I can praise the Lord, and I can love people unconditionally. Because that's what it's all about. It's that love that only God could give us that we now can give others. It's nothing that I've done, but it's all that he's done in us. And so I want you to hear the word today. This was, this was resurrection, resurrection day. It says, now on the first day, oh, I didn't tell you where it was at. John, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18. It says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw the stone had been rolled, taken away from the tomb. And she ran and called to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have taken and laid him. Amen. I got a preacher back there. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb so they both ran together and the other disciple ran out Peter and came to the tomb first. He must have been younger. And he stooping down looked in and saw the linen cloth lying there and they did not go in. And Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and he saw the linen cloth lying there and the handkerchief That had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, that's John if you don't know. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. Now listen, he saw and believed. Very important. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must raise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and she wept. She stood down, stooped down, and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting at one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. And I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said, Rabona, which is to say teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not ascended yet, my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and to your father, to my God and to your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and that he had spoken these things to her. Amen? May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of the word today. You know, praise God for the word. Praise God that as we're on this journey, that God's got a plan for us so on this resurrection Sunday, we celebrate what's getting ready to happen the rest of the year. Amen? We celebrate what God's doing in our lives. Now don't let that baby upset us. that She'll be fine. Uh, I want to tell you, giving God the praise. I just wonder, where were those men at the break of day? Did you ever think about that? Well, let me tell you where those men were. They were scared. They were back in the upper room and the rooms that they had been staying in. And they were afraid for their life. And Mary Magdalene got up early in the morning, it said, before daylight, and went to the tomb. And a stone had been rolled away. I want to tell you something, church. Jesus was resurrected, amen. I know I've been to Israel, I've been inside that tomb. I walked in that tomb and I seen where the angels sat up here and sat down there. I seen where the tomb was carved out because who the tomb was originally for was smaller than Jesus. And I seen that with my eyes. I came from the Mount of Olives down the path through the the Kidron Valley to, to, to to where the olive trees were. Where Jesus was there praying, Lord, if you'll take this away from me. And then in... To the tomb. He's not there anymore. We can celebrate. But Mary, what a faithful soul Mary was. You know, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I will by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Messed up something there. And the life which I now live by faith in the flesh. You know, today we celebrate. Resurrection Sunday. We've been resurrected, amen. We know what we're celebrating here. We know without a doubt one day every single one of us was born into sin. I don't care how big or how little of sin you might have walked in in your life. We were all sinners saved by the grace of God. You hear what I'm saying? Every single one of us have to ask for forgiveness and ask Christ into our lives. That's the word. You want to see heaven one day? We have to ask for forgiveness and ask Christ into our lives. See, he crucified all that sin. I thank God I was raised from the dead one day. I didn't know what was going on, but boy, when the Lord got a hold of me, he began to show me. I came as I was, amen, and he began to clean me up. You see, the problem with the people today is they think they got to be perfect before they can be forgiven. And that's a lie from the devil. We don't have to be perfect. All we got to do is come. And when we come, he begins to clean us up. He begins to take those bad habits away from us and the things that we shouldn't be doing. So we just got to be faithful. So he went and he... Mary, after she'd seen him, she went and told Peter and John... And Peter and John came running. Now, I want to tell you something. Hebrew men did not run. You don't run if you're a man. That's just unacceptable. And so they were excited, and they were running, and and they got to that tomb, and they just froze. I, I think it was John got there first, and he just froze, and he looked in there, and Peter came and ran right on in. And they begin to check out the area, and they said that napkin was folded up. That cloth that covered his face was folded up, and it was laid up there. You see, Jesus won't return. You go to Jerusalem, you go to Israel, and you eat. If you get up from the table, you fold that napkin up, and you set it right there, they won't touch your stuff. You go do whatever you got to do, and you come back, your stuff will be there. If you get up, and you wad that up, and you throw that down, that means you're not coming back. Let me tell you something, Jesus is returning. You better bike on that just as well as I'm standing here and you're sitting there. And all of you out in Facebook land, Jesus is coming back. And so they begin to see those things and begin to look at them. And it said that when John went in, he saw. He saw and believed. Now, you would never know this unless I've told you this, but there's four different saws in the scriptures. You hear me? The first one was when Mary saw him and saw the tomb that was empty. And then the second one was when when they came back and they looked and they saw. And then when the third one, when he walked in, the first two are just like regular seeing. You hear what I mean? In the Greek, it's seeing. But the third one, it, it changed to perceive. Now listen, church, change to perceive. You see, we can see a lot of things. But until we perceive it and understand it, we'll never know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You see, John, He seen it and then he perceived it and he claimed it and believed. You know, Today in the world, you can talk to a lot of people who've, who've seen things and done things, and, you know, they'll tell you, well, yeah, I believe. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But they really don't perceive it. They don't understand it yet. Listen to me when I'm talking to you, church. When God begins to speak to you, you'll begin to pay attention God wants to speak to everybody here today, everybody out there that we're broadcasting to. God wants to speak to every single one of us today about this celebration, this resurrection. I don't even like calling it Easter. I call it the Resurrection Sunday. I remember being raised from the dead, amen. I remember that God took... those sins away from me that I was healed from addiction and and a foul mouth and and tobacco and and just things that I knew better than to do. Somebody said, yeah, the preacher had to throw that tobacco in there. Uh, You won't go to hell for smelling like cigarettes. You might smell like you've been there, amen, But, but it won't take you to hell i never forget, I had a lady in Walkersville tell me that. We sat down on the steps, and she looked over at me, and she was smoking. She said, Preacher, will smoke and send me to hell. I said, No, but it'll make you smell like you've been there. After that, she said, This is a preacher that told me I stunk. I said, I did not say that. You see how people will take our words and they'll twist them around the way they want them? You see, we can see things and see them and walk right on by them. We can see things and just keep right on going. But I'm going to tell you what, when you perceive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going to stop and go, wow, amen. You're going to stop and say, man, something just happened here, and I don't know what it is, but it is real and it is live in action. That's what happened to me the day I got saved. The Lord stopped me in such a way and saved me in such a way that I didn't understand it for a couple of days when he raised me from the dead. And when I told my wife that I'd gotten saved, she about fell over. But I got saved. You see, I finally perceived it. I'd been raised in church my whole life. As a child, I got, I think I had a 10-year pen that I didn't miss a Sunday. You know how they give you them pins? And they hook together. And as you got one year, you hook them together. When I was young, we didn't have a choice going to church. We went to church. Grandma and Grandpa made sure you went right down here in the curve. O'Engle Chapel Church. That's where I went. But I thank God that I, I begin to identify with the cross. You see, I'm going to tell you something, church. If you can't identify with the cross, if you can't understand what God has done for you, more than likely you're not saved yet. If you can't understand the sins that you have done and the sins that... You will do are nailed to that cross. And I'm not standing here telling you today that when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, it's a license to sin. That's a lie from the devil. I'm telling you when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, you won't want to sin. You're still going to sin and you're still going to do things that you you, you don't want to do. And you'll be forgiven for those. But we're not going to intentionally get up in the morning and say, you know what? I think I'm going to go get high today. Or I think I'm going to go get somebody today. I can't wait to see this person and let them know what I think about. They're holding a grudge against somebody. You know, that's intentional sinning. And we'll pay for that. There's consequences for that. But, you know, thanks be to God, Jesus died on that cross. And we now identify with him. So Mary, man, Mary loved Jesus, didn't she? Huh? Can I get an amen? Mary loved Jesus so much. She was the first one there, she probably didn't sleep that night, tossing and turning and wondering. She was the first one there and seen that stone rolled away. In case you don't know, that stone was huge. That stone was like, how tall honey, 10 feet tall? And it was round, it was about that wide. And they had a trough that they rolled this stone right up over, over the, the tomb. And they took a big long spike and they had a hole in it. And they drove that spike into that face of that cliff because it was always like a cave but they dug out and they made the tombs. And so, no one humanly possible could have taken that stone away. You hear what I'm saying? And I'm gonna tell you right now, Jesus didn't have to move that stone. You hear me? He could have come right out of there without that stone even being touched. But you see, he moved that stone to let the people know who was boss. He moved that stone, so if there was any doubt in your mind that I'm not resurrected, I'm going to go ahead and move this stone out of the way so you can get in there and see. And I'm going to tell you what, when you begin to see and perceive and understand, you begin to know that we serve a God that can do anything, amen, nothing that he can't do in our lives if we're faithful and we trust him and have faith. Do you hear me now? But Mary... God bless her. I love Mary and I love this story because, man, she didn't give up. She stayed right there and she was going to get an answer. She wasn't leaving till she got an answer. Do you, you ever do that to God? Do you ever say, God, I am not stopping until you give me an answer. I'm not going to quit praying till you give me an answer. I'm not going to quit reading my Bible till you give me an answer. I want to tell you something. If you've never done that before, I dare you to do it. Because God will answer your prayer. God will answer what's going on. When I first got saved, man, I I was a a baby Christian, you know. I was the child of the king. I'd been raised in church. I'd read the Bible, but I never paid no attention to it. But, boy, after I got saved, I paid attention. Man, that's words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in there. And I began to pray. I didn't want people telling me what to do. I wanted to know that God wanted me to do it. You hear what I'm saying? So I wouldn't tell people what I was praying about or what God was putting on my heart. I wanted God to show me. Because if you tell somebody, they'll begin to tell you what you need to do. Not what God wants you to do, but what they think you need to do. Now pay attention. When God speaks to you, you're going to know it. And if you say, God, I want to go through this door and that door is closed. God's saying, no, you don't need to go through that door. You need to go through this door. Problem is, in our humanness, we'll go through that door. Because that's the door we want to go through. But you know, I thank God today that that he continually walks with us and talks with us. And so I begin to read my Bible and I begin to pray. And God would speak to me through the scriptures. Or God would speak to me through somebody else that had no clue of what I was dealing with. Now that's cool when that happens. When somebody comes up to you and says, you know what God told me about you? And I'm like, oh man. I don't ask me how they knew. And then I got to thinking, God sent them. See, God sends people to you. God sent you to this service today, amen? I believe there, there there's connections that God brings to us, divine appointments, maybe you should say. I believe there's divine appointments with people. And so, you know, Mary wasn't giving up. Man, she was sitting there, and poor Mary, she was crying, and her heart was broken, and finally, here comes Jesus. She, I, I don't guess Jesus could take it anymore. He said, "Man, I got to tell this 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 lady." So he's standing there, and Mary's like thinking he's a gardener. And he said, "Could you could you tell me where you put him or where he is, and I'll I'll get him and take him away?" And finally, Jesus said, "Mary, Mary." And she said, whoa, teacher, praise the Lord. I bet she was running and shouting. I bet she was all over that place. Do you remember the time somebody called your name? Do you remember the time when Jesus called your name out? I remember. It's distinctly seared in my mind. I'll never forget it. Do you remember when he called your name? When Jesus calls out your name, you're going to know who it is, amen, and you're going to know that it's from God, and there's no mistaking it. Mary knew the voice. Amen. Mary knew exactly who it was, and Jesus said, "I don't touch me. I haven't ascended yet. I'm going to ascend." You see, church, there's people today that don't believe the story here that, that I'm reading to you of God's word. There's people today that say that they're Christians, don't believe in the virgin birth. There's people today that, that will read the Bible to fit their lifestyle and say it's okay that's not the truth you read the bible because that, that's what directs us and leads us and guides us and so just imagine mary you know as, as as mary understood that with jesus when jesus called her name man can you remember can you remember when jesus called your name can you remember you can remember hey, amen I don't care what you do what you say now if you can't remember then you might want to you might want to have a conversation with the Lord because I'll tell you this is one of the most important things you'll do in your life I see we got some young people here today we got a lot of young people and I want to tell you something if you direct your life by God's direction God will give you the job he wants you to have God will give you the wife he wants you to marry or the, or the Husband, God will direct you in the path you should go, and you will be blessed. The problem is when we're young, we think we know it all. Now, maybe that was just me. But you know what? When he calls our name, when he calls your name, when we begin to follow him, we begin to worship and praise him and read the Bible and study, when we begin to recognize who Jesus is and the power that we walk in, man, it's a life-changing event. It's a life-changing event. Man, when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life at 32, and he began to open doors and begin to speak through people and tell me things, and, and I was scared to death, man. I never wanted to be a preacher. I said, God, you don't want me to be a preacher. And God said, yes, I do. And I said, no, you don't. And I said, yes, I do. And I said, no, you don't. And he said, yes, I do, and that's where I'm at today. You see, if God wants you to do something, he'll make it clear to you. If you run the other way, you're just going to be miserable. I knew that as a Christian. Now, I can either do the way God wants me to do it, or I can do the way Doug wants to do it. And if I do the way Doug wants to do it, I'm going to be miserable. And I told Kim, I said, honey, if I ever get saved, if you ever knew me, I didn't do anything halfway. So when I was in the world, I was wide open and full blast. And I said, God, when I serve you, I'm going to serve you the same way. I'm not looking back. You see, church, when we begin to recognize what God can do for us, life changes as you know it. You'd have never thought that God would send me back to school and and God would give me a degree. Well, he made me learn. He made me earn them. And God would take me places that had never been. I watched this this, uh, documentary last night on Israel. Uh, Passover, and it actually takes you to the places where we have been. Kim and I have been, where we've walked, where we prayed. We walked through that with them on this documentary. We're going to go there again one day. Hopefully, maybe some of you all can go with us. But I'm telling you, it's the most powerful thing. You'll never, ever, 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 ever read the Bible again when you've walked in Israel. You'll never read the Bible the same again. I've had the opportunity to go there twice, me and Kim. First time, Kim didn't want to go with me, and I told her. I said, if I'm dying on a plane, you're dying with me. So she went, and God protected us, amen. That's something you might want to pray about. But you know, as I'm getting ready to close here, and you know, Mary was so excited, she ran back, and she told the men who were still hiding in the house, because they were scared for their life. I mean, they were afraid they were going to be the next one crucified. So they were in there and they were hiding. And those women were brave, man. They were out there amongst them. They didn't care. You see, that's the way we need to be today. It says, his sheep follow him because they know his voice, John 10:4. You know his voice today. Do you really know his voice? When he speaks to you, do you listen? Because as we walk this journey in life, God will speak to us. And he'll say, don't do that. It's not good. But if we go ahead and do it, guess what? There are going to be some consequences. He'll say, no, go. you need to do this, and we won't do it. So we really need to pay attention. God's got a plan for us, church. God's got a plan for every single person who loves the Lord here today. And out there and everywhere. Amen. We're the body of Christ. I get so tired of denominational stuff. I get so tired of, of, of this, these doctrines that man make, amen, and women make. That's, that's man-made and women-made doctrine. That's not God's doctrine. You want to know the word, the doctrine of God? You get in the Bible and read it. It's pretty clear. Don't try to change it to fit your lifestyle either, but you read it just like it says. Because it will change your life. When you begin to recognize it, it'll change your life. Jesus took the tragedy from the death of the tomb, and he he took it to the triumph, amen. And that's why we celebrate today. That's why we're excited. Because Jesus died for the world's sins, and we know it, and we understand it. So I want to challenge you today as we get ready to close. Have you heard his voice lately? Do you realize that Mary was the first witness of Jesus? She was the first witness of Jesus. Now, what do you think them men thought when they got, Mary got back here and said, I seen Jesus? They go, get out of here, Mary, come on. I said, I'm telling you, I seen Jesus. And Jesus showed up it a little bit later. But she was the first one. And I believe the reason she was the first one was because she was so dedicated. When her life changed, she changed 100%. And she followed Jesus every step of his ministry and his journey. You see, that's what he's calling us to do today, church. That's what he wants us to do. So I want you to have a happy Resurrection Sunday, amen. I want you to know that nobody loves you like God does. Nobody. Nobody will ever love you like God does. I love my wife to death. We're going to be married 40 years this year, but I still love God more. And she'll tell you that. She's second place, but second place is a winner. Amen. You know, Jesus needs to be first in your life. If you're really seeking to be blessed in this lifetime, then accept Jesus Christ in your life and begin to walk that journey. And, and you'll see what I'm telling you is true. It took me a long time to understand that because I thought I knew everything. When I was in the Marine Corps, I thought it was something special. And then when I got out, you know, I I thought I knew it all. And when I finally humbled myself and began to walk in the wisdom of God and, and the understanding and the knowledge, God changed my whole life forever. And he's doing it to this day. And I promised him, I said, Lord, I'll serve you the rest of my life the best I can. That was my prayer the day I got saved. Lord, if you're real, you come into my life. And I'll serve you the best I can the rest of my life. That was my simple prayer that I got saved on that construction job. Second floor, the Hampton Inns at Bridgeport. That's where I accepted Jesus Christ in my life. It doesn't matter where you're at when you accept the Lord. You don't have to be in a church. You don't have to be at an altar. You can be on a high mountain. You can be in a river. You can even be at McDonald's. Just make sure that you accept there's coming a time when he's going to speak to the people. And I believe he's speaking to us now. We're we're tearing down walls, church. We're tearing down walls. We're starting to unite together as the body of Christ. There's a war coming, church. And we need to be warriors. We need to have that armor of God on. We need to have our sword sharpened. And we need to know it because there's going to be people that come up to you in your life and they're going to say, man, can you tell me about this, Jesus? Can you tell me why... You live the way you do and why you're happy and and why you're blessed. Can you tell me about that? I can tell you. It's because of this day. Resurrection Sunday. When Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Anybody can die. Anybody can live for a while. But there was only one person resurrected from the dead. And that was Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's give him some praise today. All right. Praise the Lord. God loves you. Amen.
1: God sent His Son
0: Yes You'd like to come and pray today? Well,
1: they called
0: the so Him he,
2: Jesus The open, you come and pray If you don't
0: know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior He maybe
2: came that day. to love Yes, He did Thank you He went forgive. Yes, thank you, Jesus He lived and oh, died By my pardon, an wow. empty grave is there to prove hey, my Sweet through home, a new. And then one day That's Come on, brother. I'll cross Sing it with us together. Here we go. Because he lives, I confess.
1: Good to see you up here, Megan. The devil tries to lie to us, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. What you got, Megan? Can you talk? Yeah. I <laughs> thought you could. I mean, I just... I know you've been
3: i know sometimes it looks like we um we we pray about stuff and we stand on scripture and 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 our faith is you know we're standing on that faith and and then still something comes against you you can't get discouraged when that happens okay satan's still gonna try he's gonna fight he's gonna fight tooth and nail and something that yeah it's it's hit our family and it's hit me actually pretty hard but um God had His hand on me the whole time.
0: That's right. That
3: scripture was there. That scripture, the promise that He had promised to me that I was going to to be healthy and to be healed, was there all along. It didn't matter what Satan was attempting to put on, and and the the symptoms that he might have been doing. This is a deadly thing to some people, and Satan was trying, but he has no hold.
0: Woo, that's right, amen. No hold. Come he on. has no
3: right. And through everything, I felt the hand of God all the time saying, Nope, that's not, you stop right there. Yeah, I might have had to have endured for the moment. Jesus had to endure the tomb for a day or two. But when he came out he came out so much better than when he went in and that's exactly what's going to happen in our situation every situation that we're in whenever Satan attacks and you come out on the other side you can look back and say you know maybe I should have been doing this a little bit better and Satan wouldn't have had quite such a toehold on me but by gummies I learned from that and it is not going to happen again and we just praise the Lord for our healing we praise him for our strength we praise him for today this is just such an awesome Day, I'm so thankful that I felt well enough to be able to be here this morning. I really do. I'm I I I would have just cried. I would have just sat at the house and cried if I couldn't have been here because I wanted to be here so much this morning to be with my family to be able to celebrate Amen. my Jesus.
0: Yes. <laughs> so I
3: just want to praise the Lord this morning for letting me be here.
1: Amen. And God good. Yeah, He's good. Amen. Praise God. There's a lot of people. This church has been really busy this week, and there's a lot of people that I just want to thank and appreciate all the ones that filled up Easter eggs and came out and and were prayer a part warriors, of it. The prayer warriors too. Yeah, and that prayer warriors. Let me tell you something. That prayer call that we do on uh, every day, seven days a week. Join us on that because let me tell you something we need to touch heaven yes. you know it's like I told somebody the other day I said you know uh, the devil shot a he shot a uh, you know like a ship you know will shoot a shoot a, um, a bullet clear over On the t- sometimes it's a warning shot and let me tell you something the devil the devil fired at us I don't know if y'all realize it or not about three or four weeks ago the devil knows this church, Amen. and he fired a warning shot at us. But you know what? We're not stopping.
0: That's right. Got no
1: He's a failure. But let me tell you something. What we have to do is we have to pray. We win these battles on our knees. Amen. So join us. Let me tell you something. If you're looking for a, a place to, like a country club type of atmosphere, this is not it. No. This is a place where we get fed and we get ready to go out and share it, share it to the to the world. Ronald, can we pray for you today, Pastor Doug? Where's your oil? Is it back there? You know, Ronald and Kathy, they sit up there and they take care of the multimedia, everything on the screen you see. Kathy and Ronald take care of that.
0: Thank you, Lord.
1: And they're, they're those silent workers that, that tithe and never, never ruffle the feathers. Or, I mean, just wonderful people. But Ronald's got some, got some physical things that are, that are going on. He feels great and he's lost weight. He looks great. I, I can't figure out why he wears shorts when it's 30 degrees, but that's just part of it. <laughs> but anyway, Ronald, just if you don't mind, tell, do you feel comfortable telling people what's going on?
0: Everybody raise their hands up towards. Man, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Lord. Lord, we just come to you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we know you do all things, Lord. So we're claiming, dear God, you touch his body. Lord, you're going to take care of him. We know that without a doubt, and we're just claiming that right now. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, pour out on him, Lord touch him in a mighty way so he can give us a testimony like no other when we come back to see him again. Lord, we just thank you for your healing right now. We claim it in Jesus' name. Lord, just touch his Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, <clears throat> Let's bow our heads in prayer. It's been a great place to be this morning and celebration. And hope you just keep on with that and realize that Easter's not, uh, Resurrection Sunday's not one day, but it's every single day. Every single day you can have a little bit of Easter. A lot of people don't know that. after today, they're done. Buddy, I tell you what, I celebrate Resurrection Sunday every single day of my life. Every day I thank God for for forgiving me and raising me from the dead. Every day I thank God that he uses me. And I hope you do that too. Don't just think today's the day and you're done. It's not. This is just the beginning of great things. And if you're serving him, you know what I'm talking about, church. If there's anybody out there in Facebook land, I call it, that don't know, today would be a great day. And if you need to get a hold of somebody, feel free to contact us, call us, email us, Facebook us, whatever you want to do. If you get saved today, tell somebody about it. Share it with with everyone you know because it's something to celebrate. Amen. Lord, we just come to you humbly today, thanking you for Resurrection Sunday. Lord, we know a lot of things took place, Lord, that you suffered a terrible beating for us, Lord. And and you was nailed to that cross, Lord were put in that tomb that you'd never be seen again but little did they know ain't no grave gonna hold you down now lord we celebrate that today let everyone in here understand that and know that and lord if there's one person in here today that doesn't know you maybe today would be the day that they would ask you Lord, we love you so much we love each and every one of you in here today we just ask a blessing on each and every one those watching those that couldn't be here and Lord help us to continue to tear down walls help us to tear down these denominational walls and become come together as the body of Christ as pastors in this community and all over because when we come together we're going to be more powerful than ever We claim that in Jesus' name. We thank you today, Lord, in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Pour out your Spirit on us, Lord. Use us in great ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Resurrection Sunday. Amen.